1: 7.36am, you are listening to The Morning Run. I'm Shazana Mokhtar with Philip C. Let's turn our attention to what's happening in the currency market. The Bloomberg dollar spot index, which is a basket of 10 leading global currencies versus the US dollar, is already up 2% on a year-to-date basis, which suggests that the reign of king dollar looks set to continue in 2024 despite initial expectations of a decline.
0: This is very much driven by markets, assuming that the Fed may not be as aggressive with their rate cuts as previously assumed. In fact, some market participants were anticipating as many as six cuts over the eight scheduled FOMC in the year. But is the market now pricing in less aggressive monetary policy normalisation?
1: For some thoughts on this, we speak to Saktiandi Supa at Head of FX Research for Global Markets, at Maybank Group. Andy, good morning. Thanks as always for joining us. So, currently, what's the likely stance of the Federal Reserve when it comes to rates? As we have different officials presenting caution on the timing of cuts, yet data points that the soft landing data points hint at the soft landing that they're targeting.
2: Yeah, I think uh, in terms of uh, the Fed policy moves, our general view is uh, we think uh, that uh, the soft landing sort of scenario is a likely baseline scenario. Uh, we expect uh, the cuts largely in the second half of 2024 uh, rather than uh, in the first half. So uh, in terms of expectations of probabilities of a move in March, or earlier in the first half is actually quite low probability for us. On that basis, I think in terms of data points, there are periods where uh, data seems to be still showing periods where uh, U.S. growth still seems quite supported somewhat. Um, But there are also data showing that there are signs that uh, there's a bit of a slowdown uh, in different uh, areas, including um, on the labour market front and on the retail side. Uh, there is a bit of cautious uh, from Waller and a few other Fed uh, Reserve Governors who have sort of pushed back on the possibility of uh, an early cut uh, in, in the first half. So generally, I think markets are expecting about six cuts in 2024. I think the pushback suggests uh, that it, um, a push lower than that. Uh, so our sense is, I think, uh, it could be... Uh, towards the later part of the year, still in, in terms of baseline. But even if it moves uh, earlier, it could be uh, slightly later in the first half or, or somewhere early earlier part of second half of, uh, of this year.
0: Against this backdrop, what then is the direction of the US dollar in the longer term? Will its current strength be capped or we have to wait for GDP and PCE data to confirm that trend?
2: Yeah, so I think it's all data determined to some extent. We want to see sort of soft landing sort of situation significantly enhanced. Uh, through data, PCE and inflation numbers and also growth numbers. Uh, but my sense is, I think there's still quite strong momentum uh, in the US economy in terms of spending, uh, in terms of um, activity. Our view is, I think, in terms of our baseline and given our view of a federal cut somewhere in the second half, uh, we think um, there could be still some room for dollar to remain supported uh, into the first quarter of this year. And then you might see a bit of dollar sort of uh, softness coming in, trickling in somewhere in the second quarter ahead of any Fed cuts, um, and then eventually a sort of weakening sort of dollar trajectory in the second half of this year. But in the medium term, uh, indeed, uh, we see a sort of softer dollar trajectory in the longer term, uh, largely uh, weighed by the US's uh, uh, twin deficits in terms of fiscal and uh, budget deficits, Weight on the dollar in the longer run uh, beyond 2024-2025, but what we are sort of factoring in also is the possibility of the U.S. presidential election uh, coming in towards the end of this year, uh, typically ahead of the presidential elections and because of the geopolitical uh, relations between uh, U.S. and China, which could uh, inadvertently possibly lead to a bit more dollar support. So there is going to be a bit of choppy sort of situation uh, in terms of the dollar sort of trajectory or support uh, going into second half of this year.
1: Meanwhile, at the European Central Bank, Christine Lagarde has also pushed back on expectations of a rate cut given that inflation still remains above target. But with the European economy showing signs of weakness, especially the powerhouse of Germany disappointing, can they withstand the pressure and keep rates packed?
2: Roughly... We are expecting uh, initially about 50 basis points cut by the ECB following a Fed uh, cut uh, in 2024. So somewhat similar sort of trajectory with the Fed, but with a slightly uh, sort of lower number of uh, cuts of about maybe two sets uh, in 2024 for ECB. Indeed, the uh, European economy uh, showing signs of weakness is is a concern. The question is whether it could be actually disinflationary uh, as a result lead to ECB sort of moving uh, as a result of the disinflationary sort of uh, uh, movements in in the economy uh, in Eurozone. I think inflationary pressures will continue into the first half or maybe third quarter of this year. I think that some of the impact of the Red Sea sort of crisis and shipping routes being affected provide a bit of drivers to uh, inflationary pressures. are both on the eurozone front and also on the US front as well. So I think I think inflation will still be the key, um, sort of driver for ECB decision making. Uh, and our baseline is we're looking at about fifty basis points, but largely more towards the second half of the year, uh, rather than uh, uh earlier.
0: Andy, what then is the direction of Asian currencies in general as on a year-to-date basis already, only the Indian rupee has appreciated against the greenback so far?
2: A lot of it is driven by external factors. One of the reasons why uh, Indian rupee has appreciated, I think there has been uh, some equity inflow support going into India as a major locale for further returns. Um, Indian equities has been of interest, so that could have been supported on that front from a portfolio perspective. In terms of overall Asian currencies relative to the dollar, I think the trajectory is a function of two things. Uh, One is uh, in terms of the Fed uh, policy moves, uh, whether the Fed um, cuts earlier or not, and whether the economy goes through soft lending or whether the trajectory of the US economy continues to be strong um, will affect the dollar Asian. So our view is I think dollar Asians uh, would continue to be supported in the first quarter, somewhat into second quarter as well before strengthening relative to the dollar towards a later part I think we are all, we've been waiting for China's recovery to uh, gain momentum or steam since uh, 2023 uh, but it did not materialize in a big way uh, from both a tourist arrival perspective from services support uh, from China but also from uh, from in terms of exports and demand of goods and services o- overall in general so largely because of the concerns or situation, Internally or domestically within China, um, from both property and more recently in terms of equity, uh, sort of sell-offs there as well. So we need a slight bit of turnaround with some indications of if there are going to be some addition, uh, some stimulus that would help the Chinese economy. It could inadvertently lead to some positive uh, support for Asian currencies.
1: And looking specifically at the yen, Andy, it continues to slide against the USD. Yet the Bank of Japan could exit the negative interest rate policy in April, which is of course subject to strong spring wage negotiation. What explains this disconnect? Uh,
2: the yen uh, is sliding against the dollar largely because of, in terms of the dollar demand, I, I think on a relative basis from above yield uh, perspective, and of course, from a inflation differential perspective as well, that has been a driver for dollar yen in terms of uh, the US Fed rates being much higher than the yen, which is a function of the fact that BOJ has been on a negative interest rate policy. So I think that is one story. The expectations of a BOJ exit or a negative interest rate policy is only built in the possibility of a strong spring wage uh, negotiation leading to. Uh, boj announcing that they are going to exit from the yield curve control i mean the main thing is probably exiting the negative interest rate policy um, the what is stuck is probably the difference um, in terms of central bank policy bias bank of japan is one of the few countries in the world that has still maintained their negative interest rate policy uh, and is a funding currency to some extent so relative to the dollar in terms of uh yen movement there are two things probably in terms of dollar trajectory being strong on the overall basis from safe haven uh, and uh, sort of flows into support on the dollar front. Uh, but whereas on the yen front, in terms of yield differentials, uh, because of simple policy uh, bias that BOJ has, which is essentially a negative interest rate policy, which continues to weigh down uh, on a relative basis relative to the dollar. So the fact that I think uh, we, we're we still waiting on uh, BOJ is going to eventually move uh, away from its negative interest rate policy in 2024, which is uh, yet to be confirmed.
1: The Monetary Authority of Singapore is due to meet soon for their policy meeting. Do you see any adjustment to their prevailing monetary policy parameters, or will we see the current stance as sufficiently tight?
2: The CPI numbers out of Singapore have uh, risen slightly above um, expectations, which suggests that I think in over the next six to nine months or 12 months ahead, uh, which is taken into consideration for monetary policy deliberations by the mes uh, suggests that I think um, current stance of uh, gradual precision path at the rate that they are going uh, remains sufficient to limit imported inflation um, and concerns about further inflationary pressures building up. Uh, not to mention that the past uh, policy uh, Precision path in the past is also trickling and working its way through the economy as well. So I think yes, um, the current stance is sufficiently tight. Uh, they have moved away from the six monthly sort of cycle to a three three month cycle. So uh, there is always a possibility of them moving if the markets or inflation numbers or disinflationary price uh uh sort of numbers sort of rears is head earlier than expected. Um, especially in the assessment of the future over the next six to nine to 12 months as well. So yeah, but I mean, to answer your question, I think it's sufficient. Uh, We don't see any adjustment to the prevailing monetary policy parameters in this coming 29th January uh, policy announcement.
0: Andy, what then does this mean for the Singapore dollar against the US dollar? What is your house view for 2024?
2: Our view is uh, essentially dollar sink would, over around the one thirty four one thirty five range, uh, into uh, the middle of this year, um, uh, there will be instances where I think the sing dollar would continue to be strong, uh, but relative to other currencies other than the dollar, uh, because we don't expect the dollar, uh, unless the dollar surprises, uh, because the Fed, uh, cut starts coming in earlier than expected. So we're looking at dollar sing ending the year closer towards one thirty three and one thirty three fifty, uh, from current levels or even slightly below that, um, depending on how the cuts or um, the announcements of the cuts out of the FED uh, comes on treatment. Uh, I think the the risk of a possibility of MES moving to a slightly easier sort of stance um, from the current um, uh, tightening stance that it has now uh, may have uh, ramifications on the pair as well uh, towards the later part of the year. I think the risk is probably a move Uh, towards a slightly easier SING dollar policy maybe in the second half of the year. Uh, But at the moment, we're not looking at um, any uh, moves um, by the MAS uh, at the upcoming um, uh, January uh, sort of uh, policy announcement.
1: Closer to home, the ringgit continues to weaken against most major currencies, especially the US dollar and notably the Singapore dollar, which hit an all-time high of 3.5294. What explains this weakness?
2: Malaysia comes in a family of currencies that get affected by the China factor or China uh, sort of driver, uh, which continues to be uh, weighing down countries in the region, especially uh, ringgit, uh, which uh, China is um, of which China is the top trading partner as well. Um, the driver for the recent sing ringgit, I mean today it moved um, reached about three fifty three levels. Uh, I, I suppose it, the driver in essence could be the difference in policy sort of bias. Uh, from a MAS perspective, the CPI numbers that just came out today suggest that um, the upcoming policy announcements would see no significant easing sort of uh, moves by MAS, uh, which suggests, uh, which had probably supported the Sing dollar more uh, relative to a ringgit move higher uh, during this period. So. That probably would have led the further sort of jumpstart to support of the sing ringgit to move uh, beyond the three fifty 350 two three fifty three level. That is probably one of the uh, what main sort of um uh, drivers for uh, the cross rates uh, sing ringgit to move to those levels.
0: And Andy, you know what is your house view for USD MYR and also sing dollar ringgit for twenty twenty four.
2: Our view for dollar ringgit remains uh, unchanged. We've shared this um, uh, uh, view since um, mid December and probably early January as well. Uh, We continue to see ringgit uh, since December to range around the four seventy to and then eventually uh, um, ringgit strengthened slightly against the dollar towards the four sixty to four seventy range. Uh, and then end the year closer towards 4.40 as uh, the Fed rate cuts eventually uh, leads to further dollar softness um, in the second half of the year. So we're looking at for around 4.70, which is um, close to what we uh, are seeing now at the spot level. Uh, bear in mind that this forecast that we uh, I'm sharing with you now is something that we've actually uh, held since uh, November, December last year. Uh, And uh, it sort of is panning out in terms of roughly hovering around the 470 levels. Uh, Of course, the levels could fluctuate a bit higher on the basis of a slightly stronger dollar on the back of um, uh, stronger dollar data or any comments or rhetoric from Fed officials. Uh, But I think the market uh, should equilibrate and stabilize around those levels. Um, and then uh, strengthen towards 460 and 450 towards uh 2 2024 uh, end of 2024 that's our view on the dollar ringgit forecast on the ringgit uh, we're looking at uh, sing ringgit uh on the back of the crosses to be for well, first quarter 2024 to be at around three fifty three forty eight 348 to 350 um and then eventually gradually falling off towards 336 in third quarter and then uh puts the 3.30 to 3.35 range uh, by the end of uh, fourth quarter 2024 on the back of uh, potentially some easing on the MAS front in terms of single dollar policy as disinflationary uh, inflationary uh, pressure disinflationary uh, sort of factors built in and possibility of MAS move towards an easier stance uh, towards the end of the year um, uh, so I think For in terms of Sing Ringgit, I think you should see a sort of uh, downward trajectory, more more sustained, more in the second half of uh, this year.
1: Andy, thanks very much for speaking with us. That was Satyandi Supa, Head of FX Research of Global Markets at May Bank Group, uh, talking to us about some of the currency trends uh, that he expects for the coming year.
0: His expectation for Sing Ringgit is that actually it will move to about 3.48, 3.50, but then by third quarter, 3.36, and then by the end, 3.30, 3.35. On the US dollar, you know, the expectation that it will actually move to about 4.60, 4.50. All I can say is 4.7277, that's the ringgit to the US dollar rate and 3.5254 the rate between the ringgit and sing dollar.
1: Says it all, doesn't it? Says it all. All right, 7.47 in the morning. We're gonna head into some messages, but we are going to come back to discuss the impending paradigm shift that we could see in the Ministry of Higher Education. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9
0: You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9 The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.